Hey, this is James McCoy. Welcome to the JM Sports and Wrestling Podcast, where you will hear the latest in wrestling and sports. Nothing here is off limits. Let's have some fun. So definitely tonight, this is one topic that I've talked about with, you know, just brief anchors, just brief segments. This is probably the first time I'm going to hit on it for probably more than just one segment. It's Enzo Amore. And I hit on it a bit last night. Enzo Amore was originally suspended. Let's break this down. He's been fired, by the way, for anybody who maybe has not heard the story. He's been fired. But let's break down what led up to this. So yesterday, I saw the story around sometime between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern, where a woman in Phoenix was at a hotel and has alleged that Enzo Amore and two other people, which are his accomplices, raped her. But she's not saying they raped her. She's saying straight Enzo Amore raped her. And so if you look at that, that was the original allegation. Then when I came across it within the la- within the next hour, maybe it was even less, WWE suspends Enzo Amore pending an investigation. So per their policy, if there's any accusation that's credible, Apparently, they will suspend you right off the bat. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. So then we move on to today. Enzo Amore was fired after they came. Now, it's interesting. It says that they came to terms on the release of Enzo Amore. So apparently, Enzo and WWE understood what was happening. And Enzo understood it. And they decided to mutually part ways. They released him. Come to terms with the release of the Superstar. I don't want to say anything that maybe comes off as me saying that WWE knows more than what they do. But for me, if you're jumping from suspension to termination, it makes me think. I'm not saying this is true. Do not twist my words. Did... Did WWE get something, get a piece of evidence? Did they get something that says to them, this isn't nothing? Like, this isn't just a woman who's making an allegation. This is something. That's my question. Because that's a pretty big jump to take someone you said last night was suspended, or yesterday afternoon, to, to, to this morning saying you're fired. Did they get something? Did they get a piece of evidence, like I said, that made them think, hey, this isn't not something. This has some legs to it. We need to act swiftly and decisively. And that's exactly what they did. You know, Enzo Amore's had some issues latter half, you know, halfway through 2017, probably starting in June. You know, when superstars were complaining about his demeanor and the way he acted and how he acted and people just did not like him people just did not like hanging around him being with him it got so bad to the point that they kicked him out of the locker room and they were making him change in the hallway or you know make him change in the you know custodial closet again that's just stuff that people have said or not people have said but you've seen online that that's what was being reported so then it moves on to him getting kicked off a tour bus when they were overseas. Now, if you watch Corey Graves' show, straight to the source on the WWE Network, you see the interview 
where he denies being kicked off a bus, pretty much saying WWE has to provide its, well, okay, maybe I shouldn't say denied it, but he made it seem like that it wasn't a big deal that WWE got him to where he needed to be. Then this happens. It's been a def- it's been definitely not a good eight months for the cruiser, the former cruiserweight champion. And I'm gonna hit on this some more when I come back. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I am back talking about Enzo Amore being fired today from WWE. And before I went to break, I was talking about how it's been pretty much a, you know, rough last several months for Enzo Amore. Um, They moved him down to 205 Live. Pretty much is what seems like, you know, a demotion, right? And then it seems like he was making a little bit of a turn. He had become the Cruiserweight Champion. He seemed like he wasn't getting into any sort of issues I mean, up until this rape allegation, I don't know when the last time I heard something bad said about him was. Not saying that it's not possible people were talking bad about him. But for me personally, the last thing bad I had seen was him rubbing people the wrong way. You know, when he went to the Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor fight, bragging about how he got to how much he paid for the seats and who he was sitting next to and all that sort of thing. But Enzo Amore has a bigger fight ahead of him right now. He needs to really take a look in the mirror here. Now, if he doesn't, let me rephrase. If he didn't do this, then it'll be interesting to see if WWE and him do come to some sort of terms of maybe a rehiring. But that's a long way away. Right now, Enzo Amore, if he didn't do it, needs to hope that this sinks in for him. This has to sink in for him. Not only that, not the fact that you could be indicted for rape, but as a man, as a person, are you kidding me? You had a job that millions of wrestling fans would die to have, me included. I had dreams growing up of being a WWF superstar, and then it switched to WWE. But Enzo, he had everything. Yeah, granted, maybe people didn't like him. So what? Not everyone's going to like you. But you still had the dream job that you claimed was your dream. Hell, you told Triple H when you got dry, when you and found out he, you and Cass were going to get called up to the main roster. You said to him, and I quote, I will not let you down. We will not let you down. Well, you know what? You let him down. You let him down, and you have no one to blame right now for the situation you're in, but yourself. You're, you were 24-7, the guy you portrayed on TV. You never separated your character from your real life. And now look at you. Be praying for you, bud. I hope that this isn't true. I hope you didn't do any of it. But if you did, you definitely deserve everything coming your way and more. All right, so I'm going to transition from that to Raw 25. All right, so last night was the 25th edition of Raw. And while we saw some things that maybe we did like a little bit, we definitely saw a lot of things that we didn't. 
the Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, segment that kicked off Raw last night was perfectly done. I loved it. It just reminded me of days of the Attitude Era. I really enjoyed that. But I'll be honest with you, the one thing that I was looking forward to was The Undertaker returning because the rumors have been going around that The Undertaker and John Cena were finally going to have their much-anticipated WrestleMania match. And while it didn't kick off last night, I was truly disappointed because I think that would have been the perfect time to kick it off. Undertaker comes out and retires. Cena says, whoa, 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 whoa. There's one thing that I have not done on my list, and that's beat you, dead man. I have not beat you. You and I, one more, you and I at WrestleMania, you one more time. That would have been the perfect setup, and it writes itself. And John Cena's promo with Roman Reigns, he called The Undertaker a 50-year-old beat-up man with a bad hip. Undertaker could have easily come back and made Cena pay for that. I think that would have been the perfect time to start the feud. All right, everyone, I'm going to take another quick break, and then I'm going to finish up the Raw 25, what my thoughts were, what I liked, what I didn't like, and I'll give you a hit. The end of the show was the one was the moment that I liked probably the most. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. And before I continue with my thoughts and feelings of Raw 25, I want to talk about a new group that I created on Facebook. It's called New Blood Wrestling. And so pretty much what New Blood Wrestling is, is that it's just for fans who love wrestling and who's very passionate about wrestling. Um, If you love WWE, New Japan, and anything in between, this is definitely the Facebook group for you. You know, we're trying to put up as much wrestling content as possible. Um, Right now, there's about... You know, we're doing good. We're doing good. We're doing good. About 68 members right now. I mean, we're doing good for it being a new group. And I would love to see you guys there. Guys, girls, you know, I would love to see you guys there. Talk wrestling with you. Have nice debates and all that. I mean, I'm very passionate about wrestling and sports. And this is why I'm doing the podcast, you know, to expand myself a little bit. And I thought the group was definitely a nice touch to continue to expand myself and expand my passion for wrestling and all of that so i hope to see you guys there i definitely can't wait and here we go on to my thoughts and feelings about raw 25 still so before i went to break i talked about one of the moments that i liked the most and i even even though i was looking forward to the undertaker coming back more than anything the thing that did it for me was seeing degeneration x and balor club in the ring together and dx came out first it was triple h and sean talking about their memories of the 25 years you know sean michaels saying remember about the kielbasa sausage thing and triple h triple h is like no no no, we can't talk about that and then other stuff that michaels talked about that triple h very funny was like no 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 sean we can't really talk about that either then they brought out the new age outlaws so they didn't come alone New Age Outlaws did their thing. And then X-Pac came out. Then, just when you thought that it was all over, Balor's music hits, 
and boom, here comes Balor Club. And they're all in the ring, and you see a stare down, right? And then all of a sudden, boom, too sweet from DX, X-Pac and the boys, then too sweet from Balor Club. That to me, oh my gosh, everyone, I completely marked out. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, wow, that was awesome to see. And that was, you know, one of the few bright spots of the show. Raw was very hyped up growing into it. You know, Raw 25th anniversary, surprises, Undertaker. That's one of the things that disappointed me. The Undertaker. What was his message? Was his message purposely meant to make us question what he was going to do? Did he retire? Did he not? Is he coming back to fight again? Time will tell. And I do think The Undertaker and Cena will fight. And I'm going to dive into why I think so. So last night we saw Elias Sampson take out John Cena after he had a backstage segment with Chris Jericho. Now that was funny. The Jericho segment, my gosh, that was hilarious. But then we saw Elias take out Cena. And it started the questions, you know, definitely in my head. Is this going to be a match for Elias at Mania to try to, you know, to try to build up the Elias character, try to give him, you know, credibility? Or is this just a filler until until we move on closer to WrestleMania where we see finally John Cena and The Undertaker cross paths? I don't know. When I saw that last night, I'll be honest with you, my heart sank because I've been wanting to see Taker and Cena for a long time. I don't think that's the route they're going to go now. I think we're going to see Elias and Cena back and forth until Mania. And I think Elias is going to win. I think that'll be Cena will put him over. Cena's had no issues putting people over within the last year, year and a half. I think that's what we'll see here. That's how I, those are my thoughts and feelings on round 25. All right, everyone, you've made it to the end. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the clapping button so that I know which segments that you like the best. Also, be sure to hit the star button to favor the station and share it with your friends. You can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Pocket Casts. I hope everyone out there is having a good Tuesday. Smackdown's on right now, the night after Raw 25. I will be doing a special segment or a special podcast tomorrow night when the Hall of Fame announcements are released. Talk to you guys soon. Hey, this is James McCoy from the JM Sports and Wrestling Podcast. And just as I signed off, just as I finished my outro and was getting ready to post the episode, then something comes across my screen. Enzo Amore has categorically denied what happened in the Phoenix hotel room from October 18th through his lawyer. Lawyer put a post up saying that Enzo is looking forward to having this resolved in a timely manner. So pretty much just what that means is, is that he's denied it. He said that he did not do anything to this girl. And that's just pretty much his denial, saying he didn't rape her. And that's pretty much about it as far as that goes. We've been waiting for some sort of response from Enzo, whether it was through him, you know, whether it was him himself or through his lawyer. And we finally got the lawyer putting out his statement, meaning Enzo's statement, 
So again, stay here with the JM Sports and Wrestling Podcast. And as, as we get breaking news, I will do my best to bring it to you in a timely manner. You guys have a great night. Hey, this is James McCoy from the JM Sports and Wrestling Podcast. And I just want to tell all of you out there, check out my new Facebook group. The group is called New Blood Wrestling. For more wrestling content with almost 100 other wrestling fans. If you love WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, anything in between, this is a Facebook group for you. I cannot wait to see you there. Hi guys, this is Emily from the Create U86 podcast, and you're listening to the JM Sports and Wrestling podcast here on Anchor.